Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Alright, y'all. Just doing a quick sound check. It's been so long. I just want to make sure I can be heard. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. We are live. We are in full effect. We are coming to you ahead of time yet again. It's been so long, and I've missed y'all just as much of it that I'm sure that y'all missed me as well. Um, <clears throat> eclipse season, <laughs> summer 2017 was the business. I have been super busy with um, my dear, precious mama's babies. Um, they just they have my heart, so if I had to step back just a bit, attend to our more pressing and immediate needs. Thank you. Special shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who um, did participate in the Eclipse Wisdom Special. Um, If you'll notice, I still have the link up for 50% off. Just contact me regarding that. It's not too late. Um, You know, the energies of the great solar new moon eclipse in Leo of last month are going to carry on for the next 99 years, y'all. So it's still not too late to find out exactly what those energies are for you. They are very specific. They are very helpful. They're very helpful because they help you stay on point, on task, on the keeping the main thing the main thing. When you get a little off-center knowing what your astrology is, for the next 99 years kind of helps. (laughs) So don't hesitate to get in contact with me regarding that. Also, speaking of um, discounts, if you are interested in becoming a mama's baby, I may have been absent from blog talk for the last few weeks, um, but I have not been absent from my mama's babies, and I am so happy and thankful that I get to keep up for years now. I can literally say for years now I have um, maintained a beautiful, blissful relationship with my dear mama's babies. Um, Some mama's babies have come and gone, and some have been with me for literally years now, and it's just a blessing and a pleasure to be able to serve in the capacity of your world healer, the dark and lovely astro tarot goddess, and... um, that's why I'm back because, you know, this is, it, it, it truly is a joy and a pleasure to serve you. It's, um, I just hate that I had to be gone. But since I am back, I want to, of course, not go too much further without honoring, revering, and remembering our divine righteous ancestors. Um, I think I fall, I say to Dick Gregory, I think I fall in love with his divine essence and energy from times past and and even in the recent past when I come across his information and wisdom online um, just a little bit more each time that I do. So 
I'm so happy and thankful for all of those that have come before us because without them, we would not be here. We would not have legs to stand on. We would not have um, a foundation to build on top of. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out, special shout out, and thank you to Brother Ampu. Whoa, have y'all been following Hip Hop Astrology TV on YouTube, the YouTube channel? Goodness. And then um, shout out to Minister Jew on Black Magic 363. He's got um, his latest upload with the Blue Pillar is available online for consumption as well. And so I'm just so happy and thankful to even, um, you know, know these dear precious brothers. But Brother Ampu just has a special place in our hearts on this show because without him we really would not be here week to week. So thank you, Brother Ampu. We appreciate you so much. And with that, y'all, we are jumping in this thing. It's been so long. Let's jump in. Let's dig in. Let's get it. I mean, golly, obviously I've been keeping up with the astrology because I've been keeping up with um, me and my mama's baby. So I know what's been going on. I'm very acutely aware of what's been going on. As a matter of fact, um, what we'll be discussing for the week ahead, dated uh, October 1st, Sunday, through October 7th, Saturday, is energetically, um, it mimics the energy of the last show that I did when I was um, discussing the moon going into um, some of these same signs uh, from Pisces in, in our week ahead. We're going to deal with the moon being in Pisces, the very last sign of the zodiac. So, of course, energetically, we're going to be emotionally satisfied and craving ending things energetically, okay, wrapping things up, which is just going to further, you know, um, further support this full moon energy. That's what full moons are about, wrapping things up, culmination, winding things down. Um, that's why things can get really intense because the rubber is, for all intents and purposes, meeting the road. So when we have a week ahead, like like the last show that we did and the, the um, week ahead coming up, um, the rubber is meeting the road energetically. Again, when we're having a moon in Pisces, when we're ending a, a lunar cycle and phase, and as well as the moon entering Aries in the same week ahead uh, where we're beginning a new cycle and phase, okay? And so the full moon in Aries is upon us, you guys. We just had, um, I didn't clearly get to get with you guys on the last major lunation, which was last week, Wednesday, September the 20th. 12.30 a.m. Central Time, we had a new moon in Virgo at 27 degrees and 27 minutes, all right? And so we started a month governed by Virgo, even though the sun is technically in Libra right now. The sun went into Libra just a couple of days after the new moon. The sun went into Libra exactly, if you're curious to know. Two days later from the 20th on the 22nd, that was Friday, September 22nd at 3.02 p.m. Central, okay? And so we are officially in Libra season. Shout out to Mama's Libras, okay, all Mama's Libras out there. Um, I love all my Libras. (laughs) 
I say that about every sign. But I love my Libras because Libra really is a sign that is the the Venusian energy. Venus governs Libra. And the Venusian energy that comes off of my Libras is just beautiful. Literally, Venus rules and governs beauty. Um, One of the people that used to do my hair, beauty, was a Libra. Uh, one of my dearest friends is a Libra. Um, it also, Venus can talk about a sense of luxury and values and valuables. And so I've never met a cheap Libra. <laughs> Libra definitely knows the meaning of things that are valuable and um, and acknowledging the value in themselves and others. And it's also the sign of relationships. So while the sun is in Libra, while it's Libra season, um, relationships are definitely on play. You know, it's they're being hot. The sun is shining its light on this area of space that governs relationships. Jupiter is still here in Libra for just a short period of time, and I do mean short. Jupiter goes into Libra. Y'all know I want to. I like giving y'all exact dates. Jupiter moves out of Libra. And goes into Scorpio here just on October the 10th, okay? So not in the week ahead we'll be discussing today, but next week's week ahead we will be discussing Jupiter officially moving out of Libra and into Scorpio. And while, um, does it meet up while it's still there, y'all? I don't see that it does. So it'll they're, they're going to meet, but let me double check real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, I don't see that it does, so I won't har- uh, harbor on that right now. We'll dig into that more next week, the details and the specifics. But this new moon in Virgo, we are in the time of the sun being in Libra, but the moon energy, the lunar energy governing this time is the energy of Virgo. So when you put those two together, you got Libra, sun being in Libra, relationships being the focus. Wherever the sun is, that's where the focus is. Relationships, harmonizing, compromising, uh, diplomacy, tactfulness, balancing, seeing other people's point of view, seeing both sides of a situation, okay? The Libra scales of balance, okay, and making things weigh up and weigh out. But then you've got this lunar Virgo energy that's prevailing and dominant. Virgo will not be, (laughs) you know, um, not noticed and not seen energetically right now, even though we are in the time of Libra season. And so when you put those two together, you're talking about a time where people are wanting to be, have you noticed? (laughs) People are wanting to be a bit precise a bit exact, all these Virgoan influences when it comes to relationships. We're not really allowing um, people to, especially with Mercury still transiting Virgo, um, it's in the uh, some of the final, it's in the last deacon, some of the final degrees of Virgo. We've still got Mars in Virgo. We've still got Venus in Virgo. So this Virgo energy is still quite strong. The only thing that's in Libra right now is the sun, which is significant because that talks about where the focus energy is. And, of course, like I mentioned, Jupiter is still there. But there's plenty still going on in Virgo that needs to be considered, acknowledged, and appreciated, okay? With Mercury being there still in Virgo, here in Virgo, under this Virgo new moon energy, 
um, you know, communications, conversations, messages, like we're not really getting away with just saying some stuff. We need uh, Virgo is the energy that wants to not only be precise and exact and detail-oriented, but it's the, it's the energy that wants to fix. It's, it's a, it can be a critical energy because it wants to be correct. It wants to be right and exact. And so we've got that energy when it comes to our communication field. We've got that energy with Mars when it comes to the actions that we take. We're not, you know, we're not just doing, we're not just out here doing some stuff right now. We are very, I don't want to say calculated, but it can be that too because I don't know if you know a Virgo, <laughs> but if you've got like this low vibing Virgo, um, one of them, I I've recently been introduced to a Virgo, and uh, you know right away that low vibe kind of jerkish energy came off, um, and Vir- so Virgo can kind of be this know it all energy. Um, Venus, luckily Venus is here. Venus is um, you know, pulling up the rear in Virgo is the newer energy that's in Virgo. Mercury's on its way out. Mars is ahead of uh, Venus. And so thankfully, Venus is pulling up the rear and bringing a bit of ease. Wherever Venus transits, it's bringing a bit of ease and a bit of comfort um, to the energy. So, you know, I'm dealing just fine with the jerkish Virgos in my life, but you know, it can be, it's an earth sign, it's an earth energy, it's a, it's a practical energy, it's a, any earth sign energy is going to want to have something to show. It is a, a material energy. Earth energies are very material and tangible, see, touch, taste, feel, hear, okay? And so, um, and, and the sign of Virgo is, is because it's the earth energy, all earth energies are feminine energies, okay? Because they they are receptacles, they receive the earth receives. It just rained over here. Thank God for the today. If you didn't know, um, because I wasn't here last week to tell you. <laughs> um, today uh, there is a uh, quarter moon. There's a quarter moon today in Capricorn tonight. As a matter of fact, um, I'll give you the exact information on that. 9:53 p.m. Central. Okay, just before we got on air today, uh, tonight there uh, the first quarter moon in Capricorn. It's a first quarter moon because it's the first quarter moon since the new moon in Virgo of last week that I just was mentioning to you. So. Quarter moons mean a shift. That's why it just rained. I just was outside an hour ago, and it was bone dry, but I could smell it. I could see the even at night. I couldn't see the stars, and I said, oh, it's cloudy at night. It's going to rain at some point. I didn't know I was going to go back outside an hour later, and the rain will have already been coming down. So I love it when stuff like that happens because it denotes a shift, the change winds, the the wind that comes before the rain, and then the rain signifying change in a change in atmosphere, a change in environment, a change in conditions, a change in weather patterns, a change in a change, okay? And that's what a quarter moon suggests. A quarter moon is when the sun and the moon are 90 degrees from each other, when they form a perfect square. What, what do I tell y'all about the square all the time? 
Look at any corner in the room in the room you're in right now, and you will see where one wall where you hit a wall, you gotta make a turn, you gotta make an adjustment, you gotta make a shift, okay? And so that's what you can think of the the energy of of tonight. I don't know you in your personal life, you may have experienced some sort of shifting energy sometime between yesterday, today, maybe potentially tomorrow. These energies aren't uh, static. They don't just happen in a vacuum. Oh, tonight at 9.53 p.m. Central is the quarter moon, so that's when this change is going to occur. No, this change has been occurring. The moon been in Capricorn since uh, this rising, 11.24 a.m. Central, the moon went into Capricorn, okay? And it's going to be in Capricorn until um, Friday, 11.40 p.m. Central. So, you know, this whole time the sun in Libra is squaring the moon in Capricorn. It just so happened to be exact tonight, all right? And so on our journey to the full moon in Aries. I know y'all are anticipating what she's going to say about the full moon in Aries. I know she pulled cards on the full moon in Aries. I know she pulled cards for each sign. What she going to say? On our journey to the full, from last week's new moon in Virgo to next Thursday's full moon in Aries, smack dab in the middle is tonight's quarter moon in Capricorn. Don't take for granted that this quarter moon is in Capricorn. No small wonder I'm here on air after a month of not being on air with y'all now. For what? So say it's Capricorn. So say it's this quarter moon in Capricorn. Capricorn means work, the hard, hard, smart work. Capricorn means you may not feel like doing it. I may want to be in bed already. Because I've th- been having things to do, still got things to do. But I, when, I, when I call this a labor work of love, that I'm not necessarily getting paid to get on here and broadcast to you guys every week, then that's what I mean when I say hard, heart, smart work. You can work hard if you want to, or you can work heart if you want to, or you can work Smart. Either way, Capricorn says get it done. Either way, Capricorn's quarter moon says on the journey from last week's new moon to next week's full moon. See, when I get to talking about this Venus-Mars, because Venus and Mars are together now. I just told you they're both in Virgo right now, okay? They may not go exact until next week, and we're going to get into all of those details. But they're together now. And when I dig into it and you start to see what can happen when this Venusian, feminine, soft, easy, comfortable, beautiful, uh, 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 sensual energy shares the same space with this active, action-oriented, driven uh, determined, uh, courageous, uh, 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 what else? <laughs> Assertive. Look, Mars is not playing. Mars is out here trying to get ish done, and it needs Venus's 
energy to balance it out. Everybody doesn't know how to do that. Everybody doesn't know how to balance out their inner. See, these aren't just, not only are these things not happening in a vacuum, and not only are they not static and happening exact and precise at one moment and at no other moment is this energy occurring, but also these energies are not just happening externally. They are happening internally. They are happening within us. And it's no small wonder when I pull cards on this week ahead that the prevailing energy will be a very love-oriented, heart-centered, come on, the, the, the uh, over, overall energy and card is the page of cups, page of cups, hearts, emotions. Don't shit on Venus. Don't shit on emotions. Don't shit on the feminine principle like, oh, we don't need that. We just need to get stuff done. We just need to have sex. We just need to produce. We just need, I mean, create your world with only Mars energy in it because you just want to get stuff done. You just want to win. It's even Mars rules Aries. And there's this the very Aries energy of this full moon where headed head first, and I use that deliberately because Mars and Aries governs the head. But you can't leave out the heart. Venus governs the heart. And right before this full moon occurs, Venus and Mercury, Venus and Mars, look at me, Mercury's playing a role in this too. I'm about to bust up that open, wide open for y'all too, that Mercury and Pluto got something to say too. That's why it's adding to it's intensity upon intensity upon intensity with this week ahead of ours, okay? So get ready. <laughs> um, let's see here. All of a sudden, I can't find. There we go. That's what's going on. All right. I just want to stay on point for y'all. There we go. So in the week ahead, not only do Venus and Mars meet up, right before the full moon, and I do mean right before the full moon. Um, the full moon is occurring, just to give you all a heads up, Thursday, October the 5th, 1.40 p.m. Central afternoon, right? 11.53 a.m., seven minutes before noon. <laughs> Central. Venus aligns with Mars at 19 degrees and 13 minutes, okay, in Virgo. Smack dab, pretty much smack dab in the middle. Of the of Virgo energy, so that 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 also is kind of denoting a little bit of fixed energy, and that can be a bit intense as well. But in that same week, Sunday, October the first, I'll dig into the details. I'm just giving y'all an overview before we jump in, so y'all can see where I'm coming from. That I'm not like, what is this crazy astro lady talking about? Why is she so crunk on? <laughs> Virgo and Mars and the full moon because it's intense. When I tell you that on Sunday, October the 1st, Mars trines Pluto, Pluto is the planet of intensity and power. And when I tell you that not only on Sunday, October the 1st, is Mars trine Pluto, but on Tuesday, October the 3rd, Venus trines Pluto. Mars and Venus that's getting together right before the full moon in the same week of the full moon, setting that week off, they are forming a harma, an easy, effortless flow to the planet of intensity and power. 
I had to take a pause myself just after saying that. And so then, you know, you you wonder what the week ahead is going to feel like. And you wonder why you might want to get a handle on in advance, make a conscious decision that you are going to engage the feminine and masculine principle within yourself, within your life, within your relationships, that you're going to engage with them in a balanced way where you're too soft and Venusian and easygoing, lack, uh, uh, kind of lackadaisical, you may want to balance that out with some margin energy to get, get up and get ready to go. Ahead of time, Mars don't wait. Mars ain't sitting around like, oh, well, when uh, next week get here, that's when I'll get ready. No. You've been too Venusian for, for long enough. I'm telling you ahead of time that we're on a crash course to Venus and Mars aligning exactly right at this intense full moon in Aries, which is Mars' rule, right in the week where both Venus and Mars that are lining up are making context of powerful, intense, extreme Pluto. What you going to do? So... If you've been to Venusian, it's time to balance that out with some Mars. If you've been to Mars and fighting, fussing, arguing, being aggressive, argumentative, uh, you know, just wilding, just energy just scattered. You just don't know what you're doing, where you're going, but you know you're just gone. Then it's time to add a little Venus to that and bring a little harmony. Venus harmonizes. Venus is the lesser benefic to Jupiter, the great benefic, okay? And so you can you can bring you can make it more beneficial. Add some some beneficial energy to all this Mars you carrying around and make it work for you instead of working against you. Mars is our sexual energy. You just wildin'. They got the they got the uh what's the the challenge going on now with the, with the dick and the pussy challenge I mean you know <laughs> and you tell me what we the intensity of the energy we're see this once again this is not happening in a vacuum Mars and Venus are in Virgo now Pluto is in Capricorn now right now today they're already in this trine energy it's just next week they'll be exact. And if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that on the way to any exact alignment, the energy gets more and more intense. That's why you're going to see stuff like these challenges coming out. You're going to hear more about, see, Pluto, if you, if you ain't on your ish, Mars and Venus are both making easy, effortless contact to Pluto already right now, but they're exact next week. Last time... <laughs> Last time Mars and Pluto made contact, we we heard about uh, this scandal with China and um, and Rob. Y'all remember that? And, and I'm not talking about this recent one. This was months ago when when they first started, you know, showing out <laughs> for public consumption. And because, why? Because Pluto governs in secret. You hear me? That's why you're starting to hear about Wendy Williams and her husband. And I'm going to hip y'all to some game today because 
uh, in the astrology for, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, for Venus conjunct Mars. There are celebrities that were born with Venus conjunct Mars in their natal chart, and Wendy Williams happens to be one of them. See, this is what they're not going to tell you on TMZ. <laughs> and so uh, I apologize. Yeah, she's got the conjunction. And she's got it in Gemini. I know somebody, I've known somebody with Venus in Gemini. Their Mars wasn't in Gemini, but their Venus was. And these people can, Venus talks about your love nature. It talks about um, the way you relate to others. There's a, the, a strong relationship element in where Venus is placed in your chart or where Venus was when you were born. And these people tend, Gemini governs variety. So while y'all sitting here shedding a lonely tear for Wendy Williams, you know, just like she said, she keeps coming out and saying she's cool. <laughs> y'all worried about the wrong thing because her and hers, they cool, they good. She naturally can appreciate, Venus talks about what we appreciate. She can appreciate a little variety, just like the person that I knew with Venus and Gemini. These people can appreciate a little variety, so... You know, Gemini's a mutable sign. She's she's a, she can adapt. She can adapt to some stuff. So don't before you go judging people, dig up in their astrology, and you can more easily see why people do and are the way that do the things that they do and are the way that they are. Okay. Let's see here. Um, let me catch you up on the rest of this week, and then we'll continue to jump into the week ahead. Like I uh, just mentioned, tonight was the first is is the first quarter moon in Capricorn, and the in, these energies are going to last through the full moon. So, on, on our journey to the full moon, and it's so interesting because it lines up with the tarot spread for this week that uh, that I pulled for our journey to the full moon as well. Because Capricorn, once again, it wants you to work hard, hard, and smart. It don't want no excuses. It wants you to discipline yourself in any way that you need to. Capricorn is governed by Saturn, so it, if you need to trim some fat in order to do it, if you need to, um, you know, um, scale back on certain things to get it done, maybe you need to scale back and pare down. Because Capricorn is not about no extra. It's about what needs to get done. Okay, let's do it. What needs to be done today? Okay, check check that off. I told you, just like Virgo, the Virgo new moon energy we're in right now, these earth energies like Virgo, like Capricorn, Virgo new moon we're under, Capricorn quarter moon we're under right now, they want to produce. They want to have something to show. So there's no time for an excuse. There's time to be reliable. There's time to be practical. There's time to be dutiful. It, with Capricorn, it's time to parent yourself. A lot of us, we get grown. We're like, ooh, we grown. We can do what we want to do. We ain't got to do nothing if we don't want to. Da, 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 da. Cap, that's why Capricorn is the boss. So it's the boss and the parent. Because <laughs> sometimes we need, to, we need to boss up in our lives and we need to parent ourselves. What would we tell ourselves if we were our own parents? Forget the fact we're not living in our parents' house anymore. How would we parent ourselves in order to rear ourselves in a way that we can have something to show for at the end of the day like any good earth sign would? We're coming to a full moon 
under the month of an earth sign, Virgo, new moon. And it's going to be intense and powerful and passionate leading up to it. What are you going to do with all that good energy? You can waste it. And, and trust me, if you waste it between now and the full moon, a full moon in Aries, and you're not, uh, 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 what are you, focusing your energy in a, in a productive and constructive direction, it's going to happen. That low vibe is going to go, what's going to happen is it's going to go low vibe on you. And when it go low vibe, when Mars and Aries go low vibe, oh, baby, it's going to be some fights. It's going to be some arguments. It's going to be some cutting. It's going to be some blood. Hey, full moon is already intense. Y'all know about the full moon. Even if you don't know no astrology, you know that at the full moon, folks start showing out, acting out. They start ticking. That's why they call it lunatic, and they start ticking and getting and acting all crazy. And you can be on the low end of that energy or you can be on the high end of it where you are able to experience a turning point, a culmination point, where you're a harvest point. Full moons are about harvest time. That means you're going to actually, with this first quarter moon in Capricorn, where we're getting a chance to make any, what I tell you about quarter moons and squares, that's when the sun is squaring the moon, that's what a quarter moon is. And at these square points, we get to make some shifts. We get to make some adjustments. We get to turn a corner. What corner do you need to turn? What adjustments do you need to make as of right now while the moon's in Capricorn? By way of parenting yourself, by way of assuming the responsibility and not trying to shirk it so that you can get to your full moon on top of the energy instead of up under it in a whole pile of rubble and and drama and mess, okay? I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help us get there. All right. Well, I told you I'm going to get you through the rest of this week. It's a lot more going on this week, y'all. I mean, this quarter moon is really, it's the quarter moon in Capricorn here to parent us for a reason, okay? And it's it's no small wonder that the tarot pool for the week ahead in the future position, it ain't, it's not an Earth card. It's not a Capricorn card. Well, it kind of is because it's Saturn and Sag. Saturn governs Capricorn. And that's why it's about immense effort. The, the cards are trying to tell us that we're coming up on a time. It could be tomorrow. When you get a card in the future position, it's no, it's no it's just like, astrology. It's not a time on it. Even though something is exact, the stuff is already happening. But what the the cards are saying is that we're coming up on the time. Could be tomorrow, could be next week. Where we're going to have to exert immense effort. Now what that sounds like, what I just said about this quarter moon in Capricorn, about this moon in Capricorn energy we're under right now. The sun's in Virgo. The moon's in Capricorn right now, today. And the Ten of Wands in the future position says we're coming up on the time where we're going to have to exert immense effort. Look at the Ten of Wands card, and you see that that man holding all them wands, and he's burdened. He's struggling. He's extending himself, overextending himself. But the, the, the wisdom of this card 
is to is to put shore up all that you got access to, all this Pluto energy, power, intensity, extreme energy, okay? Extreme emotions, deep deep emotions, our psychology. Shore up all this Venus Mars pa- Mars passionate intense energy, okay? Shore up all that I'm about to tell you right now in a minute about Pluto stationing direct here tomorrow. Pluto, the same Pluto, this playing a role in this weekend. Sure, of all that energy, all that immense effort, and give it one final push. I was watching an episode of a show, and this lady was giving birth, and she wanted to quit and give up. She had been, she was in labor for a while. And she went right there at the end. They said, we can see the head. All you got to do is give it one last push. She said, I can't. She said, I can't. She looked like she was about to pass out. She said, I can't. And, baby, she got her little stuff together and gave it one final push, and she had her baby. That's what we're being called to do here going forward, give it one final push. As we continue to go along through the show, I'm going to tell you about the past card and the present card which is going to show us how we get there, how we get to that final, how we get that final push out. We're going to have to work a little overtime. The Ten of Wands is about working a yeah, you're going to have to work a little overtime, but that's what this Capricorn quarter moon is already giving us a heads up on. That's why it's the energy of parenting yourself because the parent, the, it, look, I, I remember being in school and having, a, I was in magnet and all that fancy school stuff. So I had a lot of homework all the time, and I would be sleepy. I would want to go to sleep, and my parents would be like, I know you're sleepy, I know you want to go to sleep, but you got to finish this project. Oh, my God, those are the worst, staying up late, finishing research papers and stuff like that. I swear, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. But that's that working overtime. That's that working overtime. And the, the other key, the other key of wisdom for this Ten of Wands card in our future, all this immense effort that we're going to have to put forth, is prioritizing. That's what I. That's why it's the Saturn and Sag card, because Saturn that governs this Capricorn Moon energy we're under right now, at the quarter moon, is about trimming the fat. That's what prioritizing is. I don't have time for BS. I don't have time to play games. I don't have time to beat around the bush. I don't have time to try to manipulate, coerce, and control you because I've got my I've got priorities. There's, there's something that's at priority number one, and until I get that dealt with, I can't even look, think about two, three, four, or five. So I damn sure can't think about 30 because you ain't even in the top ten, boo. <laughs> so... That's what's up. That's what's up. Let me keep going because I'm I'm about to show you. See, but the cards already letting me know we got what we need to get it done. So listen up. All right. Um, here in the next hour, Jupiter is going to oppose Uranus exactly, and Jupiter opposite Uranus. Like I said, these things don't happen in a vacuum. Jupiter been opposing Uranus. Jupiter was opposing Uranus at last week's new moon in Virgo. So this energy is playing out for the entire month of the new moon in Virgo. 
Um, let me let me mention Jupiter opposite Uranus to you and call her from the eight six two. I do see your hand up. I'm gonna check in with you. Just hold tight. Let me get this Jupiter opposite Uranus out because it's that critical. It's been critical. I've been talking to my mama's baby, so I know what's been. We all have. <laughs> been experiencing Jupiter opposite Uranus. Uranus is the sudden and the unexpected thing. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, because everybody I've talked to, hold on, y'all, hold on, give me one quick second. I'm dealing with so much stuff. I had, a, I'm dealing with a Uranus moment right now. <laughs> but I am too blessed to be stressed. I'm not playing with nobody. Lord. Mm mm mm. Sorry, y'all, but real life is happening right now, and I'm just keeping my composure. I'm going to keep going because I know this is a test. Uh, Jupiter opposite Uranus is about when these sudden and unexpected things like what's happening right now to me occur, that we get Jupiter says, standing opposite from it, says we got to get the wisdom from it. Jupiter is about higher learning. Jupiter is about spiritual uh, element of spirituality. Jupiter is about um, growth and expansion and advancement. The stuff come out of nowhere on this. First of all, how you feel about Uranus energy is critical. I remember there was a time I used to say, oh, I hate surprises. Uranus governs, you know, surprises and that surprise element when something unexpected happens. And I remember that I used to say it. I told y'all before on the show, I said, I used to say, life is a bitch, then you die. <laughs> y'all know I stopped saying that a long time ago. Um, but I remember uh, saying that I hate surprises. And I don't think that way anymore. I, I have learned astrology has been so beneficial because it breaks everything down. Everything in life is an energy. Okay. Everything. And so I started learning that, oh, when Uranus energy come along, we're supposed to be flexible and adaptable. We're supposed to be open to change. We're supposed to, nothing in this world is constant exchange. So if you don't have a good relationship with the unexpected events, you're not going to last. Tough, t- uh, tough times don't last when these Uranus events go- come up, but tough people do. Tough times don't last, but the tough people do. When something, I, everybody I know, including me, not just what's happening to me right now, that I, I must pat my little self on the back. I'm dealing with this quite well to be alive and on the air. But um, when these things occur, we need to be ready to make the adjustment. Good golly, Miss Molly. Y'all, I am really doing really well right now. Because <laughs> if I was not on the air right now, ooh, I'd be cussing and ready to fight. Um, so Jupiter standing opposite this Uranus energy at the time of the new moon, including right now, going exact here within the hour. That's why it had to happen <laughs> right now. Uh, Jupiter standing opposite it says, we're supposed to learn something from it, y'all. There's a wisdom in it. There's a wisdom in us having a good relationship with 
this Jupiter energy and especially this Uranus energy. Um, one of my mama's babies, you know, the Uranus event that happened with them, I can't put it in the good category. I, I know they didn't put it in the good category, but it, it happened. It had to happen. And in, in, in through it happening, even somebody I know in my personal life, year in this event happened this past week at, at the time of the new moon. Uh, that's why these uh, lunar phases and cycles are so critical. Uh, it had to happen. And both of them, even though I wouldn't consider it good and I know they wouldn't consider it good, they are both gleaning some higher wisdom um, from what's taking place. Ooh, I need to cut to a commercial break, y'all. I got to deal with this. Uh, Call us on the A62. Just give me a quick second. Um, I don't even have no music to play. I don't think. Hold on, y'all. We're going to work it out because guess what? I ain't never said. And it's for the the 20 seconds that it'll do the intro sound again, y'all. I should be back. Live and in full effect. So give me 20 seconds, all right? All right. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. I hope I can be heard. I am back. I am live. I'm in full effect. I will continue to break down this Jupiter uh, Uranus opposition real quick. But first, let me check in on the phone lines so I can make sure I'm being heard and check in at the same time. Caller from the 862. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Your world healer. Hey, Mama Dada. This is How are you? I'm doing well. What did you say your name is? This is Hadassah. Hadassah! <laughs> See my eyes. Hi there, Hadassah. Hi, sweetie. What did you say? I said you should I see my mean, eyes when you said my name. <laughs> I know. Long time not here. I'm so happy to hear from you. What What brings you on the line tonight? I know I left y'all for a little while, well, but... I- I could I ask you something about yesterday, like about midday, eleven thirty. Was there anything specifically going on with the transits? Um, I'm sure there was. Um, I done got all this combobulated, y'all. I had to get off the air and little work. Don't play with me, not even while I'm on the air, because all I need is I didn't even take a full twenty seconds. <laughs> Handle that, you came right on back. Um, Let me tell you what happened. Well, I'll tell you this because I know that I want to I I I want to get this out for everybody because it's so critical. But I will mm-hmm. say that this Jupiter opposite Uranus that I'm talking about um, is is really strong, and so it like I say, it doesn't happen in vacuums. Nothing really was going on astrologically yesterday. Um, but was it okay. something sudden or unexpected? Well, yeah, I had a I had a situation where one minute I was 
I was I was taking care of some business. Um, I was mm-hmm. in my zen. I was moving forward, and then I went to take a break, and I started to walk down these steps, and I was holding the steps, and I don't I was holding the um, rail, and then I went to take the last step, and the next thing I knew, I was on my knees, full force, mm. and it was a strange thing. It was like someone pushed me down these steps, mm. and no one was there. I mean, because I was... Oh, wow. Well, I was watching my step. I actually watched my legs flip back, and I land on my knees, and it was so strange because I bounced right back up. And the oh, last wow. time that something like that happened to me a couple of years ago, I actually was on a ladder, on a, on a low ladder in the house, and my mm-hmm. entire flipped around, and I fell on the floor. And it was so strange because it was like I wasn't in control of my body, but I was taking extra precaution, and it still happened. But that's just a sidebar. Mm. That was a sudden and unexpected thing for me. And I, I, I don't know but if I my guy... But I you're okay? Yes, I'm okay. It could have been much worse. I mean, I feel the, I feel the soreness. But, I'm, but, again, I'm in an environment where there's a lot of change, and there's a, the heaviness is so... Apparent, you could cut through it, and I'm mm-hmm. beginning to that's that Virgo, yeah. Seeing people doing things that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and mm-hmm. I don't think they realize just what they're doing. And 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 I'm I'm just seeing a lot of people being tricksters mm-hmm. when they really have no well, reason to be. Okay. Well, let me tell you this, because that goes right along with what I was just saying, that there, Jupiter says that there's a higher wisdom in it. On the opposite, it's the opposition between Uranus and Jupiter. So on the opposite end of this, uh, not only is Uranus sudden and unexpected things, Uranus can be an erratic energy. It governs electricity How do you and lightning. How do you contain that? So there's an erraticness about it. But see, on the other side of these surprises and erratic energy, there's some wisdom. There's Jupiter, the wisdom. There's some higher wisdom to be attained and gained and gleaned from. Jupiter is also just general well-being. That's why you're all right. You're generally well, even amidst this opposing Uranus energy. So I'm so happy to hear from you. I'm so happy to hear you're well. I hope that you can um, uh, glean even further from what's been going on, Jupiter is also a very spiritual energy. It, it governs spiritual Pisces before Neptune governed Pisces when you look at the seven ancient planets. And so there's something spiritual going on here, and it's for you to, you know, to seek that out. Um, Jupiter is a higher wisdom and a higher knowledge. It's going to call on you to expand because it wants you to grow. And there's a there's a inner there's an innerness about it. That's why nobody can really be spiritual for you. You can't really ride on somebody else's spiritual coattails. That's something you've got to do and ascertain uh, for yourself. But uh, I'm glad that you called. Um, I hope that you contact me again off air so we can really get into the meat and potatoes of everything. And, yes, because uh, I thank you for adding want, content to today's show. It was so perfect. <laughs> I do want perfect I time. do want to talk to you um, off the air. 
I mean, at your earliest convenience. Okay. Because there's some things okay. that I do, do want to take care of, but I need me? insight on that. Okay. Well, you know how to get at me. Feel free, okay? Thank you so much for calling in, Hadassah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the show. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put you back online, on hold. Okay. Peace. All right, y'all. Um, Caller from the 405, I do see your hand going up. I'm just going to get through the rest of this Jupiter op Uranus information. Really, Hadassah did it for me. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just speaking on. So, um We've got we've got that energy going on. That was perfect because I pretty much I mean there was something literally going on with me at the time. Um, that's exact. But here in just a bit tonight, Hadassah further ex- um, gave us some practical example of this energy. So that's going to be going on, y'all. That that occurred. Um, that was going on at the new moon. So we've got a few more weeks of this to look forward to for sure. You know, like I said, Jupiter doesn't get out of Libra and go into Scorpio until October the 10th. So it's going to be around for a little while. Um, might as well learn. Like I said, with the Uranus, you vibrate high on that. When you are open-minded, when you're open to change, when you're flexible, when you're adaptable, it don't matter what's come up out of nowhere just like what happened to me. Yeah, you might have to make an adjustment. Yeah, I might have had to get off the air for a few seconds, but guess what? I'm right back in the saddle. Uranus and me and Uranus energy, we get along now. I ain't, I don't hate surprises anymore I'm, because it's for my height. Uranus is also the energy and frequency of genius, Okay. Because you can take something and you can make it do what you need it to do. Ain't no surprise that can come to you that you can't shift, adapt to, and integrate into whatever your current program is. That's some genius shit right there. With Jupiter, you're vibrating high on Jupiter when you're willing to glean the wisdom from a thing. You can take any energy higher. Any energy, somebody want to bring some more mess to you, uh, uh, it, or if even like in Hadassah's case, you, you, you take a fall or something un, uh, only that can be spiritually explained is happening. Y'all know, if y'all been listening to me for any length of time, everything is spiritual. So endeavor to see the spirituality in a thing. Endeavor to see the higher wisdom in a thing, and you're going to grow. It'll grow you. It'll advance you instead of exasperate you, okay? All right, moving on to tomorrow afternoon, we've got Pluto stationing direct. It's kind of really, I won't say it's too late, (laughs) but Pluto has been stationing for a while. When you're talking about these outer transiting planets like Pluto and Uranus and Neptune, that when they're when they station, it's not like oh the day before and the day after as well as the day of. It's like a week before or more, and up to a week or so after because you know the energies are so strong and powerful. So Pluto is the very energy I've been talking about that's coming up in our week ahead, making contact with Mars and Venus, and it's stationing direct tomorrow afternoon, two thirty six p.m. Central. So the planet that governs power, the planet that governs transformation. You don't think you've been transforming here recently? There's a healing energy fooling around with Pluto. 
there's a death and rebirth energy. Come on. Some stuff is straight up dying off. It won't and it won't ever be that way again. And and we're being called on to uh be reborn, to be reborn anew, to transform and not control. See, some people they don't they don't fool with this Pluto energy on the high vibration. So, you know, they, they don't want to change. They don't want to transform. They want things to stay the same. So what do they do? They try to manipulate. They try to coerce. They try to that's that low vibe Pluto right there. You can't get you don't you think that you can't get what you want. Just like Adassa was saying, people on their other stuff right now. Everybody doesn't have good energetic relationships with these energies. And once again, they're not out there, they're in us. Yeah, Pluto station means direct out there, but Pluto is stationing within us too. Uh, you know, uh, the energies within us that, that govern how we relate to control, <laughs> to the energy of control, how we relate to the energy of transformation, how we relate to the energy of our psychology that Pluto governs. It's coming up for, it's been coming up for inspection, but I'm here to tell you that tomorrow it goes, it stations exact. So, you you know, you may see this play out or you may have been seeing this play out with people around you and within yourself. If anybody around you is on the manipulation games and power plays and, you know, subversive and coercive tactics, that's the only way they can get what they want is to trick you, <laughs> they're clear of them. Clear, clear them, and you may see some stuff pop up and play out a bit more acutely tomorrow. So just make sure you're on the high end of it. Uh, Friday, we've got Venus in direct opposition to Neptune, um, Mars, which you know Mars and Venus are running together right about now. But Sunday, Mars opposed Neptune. And so, uh, and that's interesting. That was, I thought that was very interesting. Sunday was the day, of course, with the whole take a knee thing and all that. And I thought that was so beautiful because I said, God damn, here go Mars in opposition to Neptune where things could have easily, ah, the wisdom from Mars opposite Neptune was real interesting, um, but what I take, what I gleaned from it was where Mars wanted us to take action, but then Neptune opposing it was kind of like, uh, oh, I lost my thought. But it was perfect for uh, silent uh, uh, defiance, like what happened. It was open defiance to not stand up and put their hand over their heart. But it was so Neptunian. It was such a perfect balance. It was so Neptunian because Neptune, Neptune, it, it can dissolve anything. Look, it can merge with anything. Yeah, we're going to come out here, you know, they got their shirts on. I'm with Cap, Kaepernick, right? Yeah, we're going to come out here. We're going to play. We know we know we some high-paid players. We know this. <laughs> But we also have the right to silently oppose something, to non-violently and non-aggressively. That's the Mars in opposition to Neptune. Neptune completely dissolved that Mars in energy of aggression, but it was still able to be assertive. 
couldn't take their right to sit to get down on one knee away from them. You couldn't take their right to lock arms away from them. And for those that stood that that uh, you know acted in solidarity and unity and didn't even come out on the field. Oh, it was a beautiful sight to see. So that was Mars opposition Neptune on Sunday, and then um, on Friday we've got Venus in opposition to Neptune. So you may some, see some um, energies play out more along the lines of, so see, Venus brings a social element and a relational element to it. So um, make sure with Venus opposite Neptune, especially with Pluto direct, like, you know, be selective about who you have around you, okay, because that's where it, it matters who you're connected to, to where you would even have to concern yourself with who could be trying to get over on you, who could be trying to. There's a spiritual element to this, too, where Hadassah was kind of mentioning um, kind of unexplained things. Neptune, you can't do the energy where you can't really pin stuff down, so... You know, make sure you got good people and good energy in you and around you, and it should be, um, for the most part, uh, working on the rest of this week where you get to see how hard in the paint you go. Neptune's about, you know, like I said, it can merge with and dissolve anything, and it don't need to fight you to do it. It don't need to trick you or manipulate you to do it. Because Neptune is the energy uh, that can that can merge with and dissolve anything. It can unconditionally love, accept, surrender to, uh, and forgive anything. But see, if you're around the wrong people, they'll take advantage of that. But if you're around the right people and you've got the right energy in you, then it can be a really beautiful thing. So I don't want to scare y'all, but I want to put that out there to, to mind the energies in and around you. Definitely leading up to this full moon. Like I said, it can get ugly at this full moon in Aries if you if you don't watch it. Friday, September 29th, 7.13 p.m. Central, the moon does square Jupiter and go void for four hours and 27 minutes. So that's at nighttime. You're winding down anyway. Shouldn't be too big of a deal. I don't anticipate anybody's got any presentations or uh, interviews, or hopefully not any doing any major shopping for Friday night, uh, or meeting up with some. I will mention this because it's not a good time in a void to meet up with somebody you just met. Hopefully, if you just met them, you're not meeting up with them late at night anyway. But uh, just know that from 7:13 p.m. Central to 11:40 p.m. Central on Friday, the moon is void in Capricorn. At 11:40 p.m. Central, the moon does enter Aquarius. And right before the moon enters Aquarius at 7.42 p.m. Central, Mercury enters Libra. I mentioned this to my mama's babies already this week because as intense as the energy has been, Mercury is going to be joining the sun and joining Jupiter in Libra, adding to um, this energy of ease and comfort and beauty and softness that is so needed. Why? Because Libra is governed by Venus, so Mercury entering there, especially as it relates to our communications, our negotiations, our movement, our travel. Um, it should it should it should shift, and it should shift in a way that brings a bit of ease and a bit of comfort. Mercury will be in Libra. 
from Friday, September 29th through October 17th, okay? So we've got a little while to enjoy a bit more uh, diplomacy and harmony <laughs> in our communications, okay? And with that, we're jumping into the week ahead. Before we do, I'd like to check in on the phone line with caller from the 405. Peace, you're on the line with your world healer, Mama Dada. Greetings. Greetings. Can you hear me? Who's on the line? Okay. Yes, I can. Um, Who's on the line? What's your name? Oh, my name's my name's Shantae on Facebook. I'm new. Um, okay, just Shantae, so happened. Wonderful to have you with us. Um, all week I've been learning of um, manifesting and being able to walk into my divine oneness. So as okay. I was scrolling through my timeline, your um, I subscribed to your page not too long ago, but it never pops up on my timeline. So it popped okay. up today, so here I am. All right, now we got a mama daughter astrology Facebook um, subscriber. Thank you so much, Shantae. I really appreciate that, and I'm so glad that you're here with us, it, it, getting your first taste of um, the show. So, um, do you have anything specific you want to add or ask, or just wanted to let me know you were listening? No. What happened was I didn't know if I pressed it the one button because I didn't. I don't know the rules on the phone line. No, so I, when I pressed the one mm-hmm. button, I didn't know it was me raising my hand. So I apologize for time. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm so happy to hear that you're on your journey of, you say, oneness and manifestation. That's so powerful and positive, especially in this season. Virgo, if you didn't know, um, I have already mentioned that it's an earth sign and earth energy. And I've already mentioned that earth energies are about producing and having something to show, a.k.a manifestation. And it's no small wonder you're calling in on this journey we're on as of the new moon in Virgo towards this full moon in Aries. Full moons are about manifestation. I'm just curious to know. um, I know. Look at that, just synchronizing and linking up. That's (laughs) perfect. Um, How do you feel you're doing along your journey to manifesting and oneness? How would you rate yourself? (laughs) So far. Um, I'm a Taurus five, so I'm so used to changing. (laughs) I keep constantly trying to um, make it work for me instead of allowing it, allowing myself to be in the here and now. I always worry about Mm -hmm. the future for some reason or the past and all that's not even here anymore or yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be in the now. So, so far, it's working wonderfully. I bet it is. I know it is. If you are focused on staying present, that's where the magic happens, is in the present moment. People miss that because they're hung up and hurting on the past, or they're worried sick to their stomach about the future. And what a lot of us don't realize many times because we get off-center, that's why I'm glad all this energy is entering into Libra. Because Libra wants us to be balanced. Libra wants us to harmonize. Libra wants us to, the scales, it wants us to balance and take it easy. And 
it's just so beautiful that Libra, uh, Indiari is a Libra, and, and when she introduces her song, when she does the um, unplugged session, and she's about to sing her song back to the middle, she says, who up in here is a Libra? And she says, I'm a Libra, of course. And she says, you know, this song is about me. They're all about me. And that's the gist of that song, coming from a Libra, no less, that there's magic in the middle. So I'm so glad that you're joining us tonight, Shante. And if you want to continue to listen, I can put you back on hold. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Ashe, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to continue to listen. Okay, perfect. Peace. All right, y'all. That's so beautiful and perfect. You see, you see, it. Let's just keep going, y'all, because I really want. Let me take this opportunity to. I was getting. I I, I told y'all about the overall card, the page of of uh, cups, right? The Pisces card, and that to, to me, spirit wanted to show us that on this journey to the full moon, getting in touch with our heart, with our emotions, with this Venusian energy. Shantae is a Taurus. Guess what governs Taurus? You guessed it, Venus. The same Venusian energy that our week ahead is likely going to, I have a feeling in order for most of us to balance, it's going to be allowing that Venusian energy in to where the Mars has been so strong and heavy. It's not for everybody. For for others of us, it'll be where the Venusian energy, where we have just taken it a bit too easy, where we have just been a bit compromising and harmonizing, Mars is going to demand. It's going to show up in some capacity where we're going to be presented with an opportunity to keep being unbalanced in this, Venus Mars uh, uh, um, dance that's going on energetically, or we can begin to harmonize and and like those Libra scales suggest, where one is flipped up, flipped more so than the other, that we add a little bit of weight to make it balanced and even, so we can come back to the fucking middle. Sorry, y'all. I'm just. That's that Mars. I'm, I'm, I'm. I told y'all. I'm in that number two. I need to add a little bit of Venus to my Mars because I'm on ten right now, and I had my little year in this moment while we were on the air. I'm a little, still a little fired up about it, but I made it through, y'all. So the overall inner card is the Page of Cups, which talks about. A lot of the stuff we all, at least people I've been talking to, and and including me, want. The Page of Cups is about creative beginning. It's about love blossoming. Come on. It's about intimacy and, and warm feelings. That's, that's that Venus right there. So that's why I say that's likely going to be what it is for many of us. Now, we got a lot of Mars, too. I told you all the Ten of Wands is in the future position. What the immense effort, what's that sound like? That sounds like some margin stuff, taking action and, and being driven and and, 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 and and you know, making power moves. So there's a, the, even the cards are playing out of mix. We got two cup cards, that's Venus, and we got two wands cards that's really about taking action. So even in the cards, there's a balance, two and two. 
And like I told you, I was going to mention what it was going to take to get there, and I'll go ahead and spoil it now to say the, the past card is the King of Wands. So that lets me know what we're bringing into this week ahead is everything that the King of Wands is. We're bringing strength. Come on. We're bringing fearlessness. We're bringing creativity and, and, and inspiration. We're bringing our, our, our ability to stand up and be the leader and the boss. I just told y'all this Capricorn moon we're under now, under this quarter moon of tonight, is a, is a boss parent energy. We're bringing this energy that we're in right now into the week ahead and the full moon and the Venus-Mars alignment and the Pluto and all that that's going on. And even though the overall energy is about these creative beginnings that we want, it doesn't have to be a love or romantic relationship. Everybody not looking for romance. When I say creative beginnings, I mean anything, I'm talking heart here, anything that your heart desires, whatever your heart wants to begin, it's on deck, it's in the cards, it played, it's playing out for us. The card, My cards don't lie. So it's here. We got the page of cups in the overall, but guess what's in the presence? When I say it's here, I'm being very literal because the card in the present position is the two of cups. To me, when I look at the page, I think of a, a beginning energy like the ace. And then right right on underneath it, we got the two. We got the ace and the two. That spirit telling me that we got what we need to to. to it, uh, to experience whatever creative beginning that we want, and we got the two to bring it to, to bring it all together. Two two of cups is about connection. We got what it takes to come back to the middle. We got what it takes to be balanced because the, that two of cups in the present lets me know that is what we need. We just Shantae just got to telling y'all about how critical it is to stay in the present when you want to manifest something, you want to, whatever you want, whatever your heart wants to manifest a beginning in, it's critical to be in the middle, to be balanced. The Two of Cups is the card of contentment. That's the key. That's what I was going to tell you all about. This the very thing Shantae just said. First of all, what you want is already here in the present. That's why you can't be stuck in the past or too focused on the future and get it because you'll miss the fact that it's already here. And in it being here, there is a requirement for contentment. That's why the two of cups is in the present position because we're being required to be content in our heart with the fact that we already have it. You've got to see that. You got to see that. Jupiter opposition Uranus says you got to believe that. I didn't mention that when I was on the phone with Hadassah and when I was talking about the Jupiter Uranus opposition that we're under right now as well. But Jupiter also governs what we believe. It's critical what we believe. It's, it's crucial. If you believe that what you want is already here and accessible to you, then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna make certain moves. You're, the, the ten of wands in your future position, you're going to push different. Your effort going to be different. Your prioritizing is going to be different. 
if you believe that you got to struggle, look, the other side of the ten of wands, if you believe you got to struggle and you believe you, you, you're just so burdened and overweight, you're such a victim, you got to carry around all these wands, poor you, then, yeah, you're going to struggle different. <laughs> Your struggle going to be different. Okay? And the king of wands is going to flip on you. The king of wands reverse is is a, a energy of being unaccomplished. You're not going to get you. You'll never get it if you don't believe you already have it. And I don't, I'm not crazy. I don't mean you already, if you want a million dollars, you already got your million dollars, but you can see in your bank account that it's a $1.75. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I don't mean that. If you want a man and, you know, you see that ain't nobody on the other side of the bed is you and ain't nobody else uh, parking in the garage other than you, I'm not crazy. I know on a very mundane level that you may not have what you want. But the higher wisdom that I want you to see, Jupiter, what I want you to believe, because that's the only way you're going to see it. It's the same Jupiter energy that governs what you believe, my precious baby, governs abundance. Jupiter governs abundance. Jupiter governs luck. Jupiter governs, governs expansion and wisdom. There's a wisdom in believing the right thing. So those are the cards. <laughs> and and I, interestingly enough, the two of cups, also, uh, a key word for the Two of Cups is balance. It's contentment here in the Two of Cups in the present. There's balance. I love the Two of Cups because they don't necessarily mean two people. It could be you and your higher self. It could be you and your shadow self. It could be you and, you know, just a connection to spirit, a connection to the energy of prosperity a connection to the energy of love. If you have a healthy, positive connection to the energy of prosperity and love, then you will know that you already got it because it's in you. Anybody that is in a healthy relationship, they will tell you what it took to get there. They had to have a healthy relationship with themselves first. Talk to anybody with someone, tea. I know a few. They had to develop a healthy relationship with their pennies first before they got to the hundreds of thousands and the property, okay? So I'm not talking out of my butt, but I know I'm well aware that spiritual things don't always make sense to the mind. Now, let me see what um, time I got left. Uh, I'm going to jump through... I'm going to skim through uh, these energies, namely because I've already talked about a lot of them already and gone and get to this full moon so we can break down these horoscopes and the cards for each sign, okay? Um, Once again, Sunday, October 1st, we've got Mars um, shining Pluto. I want y'all to be very careful with this energy because Mars doesn't play. And Mars in an easy, effortless connection with Pluto, damn sure don't play. 
And just because it's a trine doesn't mean you're going to engage with this energy on a high vibration. Whatever vibration you're on with your Mars, which is your sexual energy, which is the actions that you take, uh, and whatever uh, vibration you're on, you, uh, the way you engage with Pluto, which I've already mentioned, control, power, psychology, deep emotion, um, you know, that's how it's going to play out. Some people don't like deep emotions, and so they may have to be transformed. You know, they may have to have a, 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 um, their, a psychology activated. That's the interpretation of Mars and Pluto together, your psychology getting activated. Uh, but on the, on the highest vibration, um, it's, it's about intense passion, okay, and whatever you're, make sure going into next week that you have a focus. It's beautiful that Shantae is talking about manifestation. It's like, what are you, by the time we get to this full moon, that's all about harvest and manifestation. What do you want? What do you want it to look like? It's going to be a full moon in Aries that's about action and energy, you know, and then there's all this Pluto, which just intensifies it. And then the full moon, which is intense. What do you want to see? Depending on what area of your chart that the full moon is happening in, I'm going to tell you here in a second, you can aim it in that direction if you don't already have something in mind. And at least that will give you an outlet for all this energy. The energy is going to be intense. Put it somewhere productive. Put it somewhere constructive. Put it somewhere where you can reap some benefit out of it. And, and potentially benefit others. Pluto has the energy of share. If, if Pluto goes really right if you're endeavoring to benefit not just you, but everybody that's involved, okay? Um, that way you don't have to worry about, you know, co- coerce. You, don't, you wouldn't want to coerce or manipulate somebody if it's going to affect you too. So keep others in mind. That's a healthy psychology. And, it may, you know, it will transform you if you don't already think like that. Um, some celebrities born with Mars, Trine, Pluto in their chart, uh, Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet, who happen to have been married at one point, uh, Miles Davis and LeBron James, Morgan Freeman, Will I Am, Brandy Norwood, um, and astrologer Rick Levine. These people, um, like the energy suggests, are going to be, you know, strong-willed. They're going to be determined because they take all this energy, maybe consciously, maybe unconsciously, and I'm sure on their way up, growing up, that's something that had to be cultivated. Um, but these people, they, if they're working it right, they apply all this powerful energy constructively, and because they do, they tend to leave their mark, okay, in whatever field that they of endeavor that they are in. Uh, it's, it also, once again, has a sexual element to it. So, you know, they kind of, um, there's a porn star, I just, I, I did the research, uh, named Ron Jeremy, and he was actually born with this in his chart as well. He took his passion <laughs> And he turned it into, you know, power, power in that industry where he left a mark. His name, you know, is associated with that industry. All right, Monday, October the 2nd, 6.13 a.m. Central, 
Um, the moon trines Jupiter for three hours and uh, sends the moon into void, of course, for three hours and 13 minutes. So before the day even gets started really well, from 6.13 a.m. Central to 9.26 a.m. Central, the moon is going to be void. At 9.26 a.m. Central on Monday, October the 2nd, the moon enters Pisces, the final sign I was mentioning at the start of the show. So we're going to be in this energy at, with the week starting on Monday, if that's when your work week starts, of actually wrapping up. Um, so this will be a couple of days of the moon in Pisces right before the moon goes into Aries, the sign of the full moon, to kind of help us get our minds right, okay? Get our energy right, get our mood right. That's why the moon, mood is going to be in Pisces. So we'll be satisfied to simply be Piscean in all of our ways. How, how, what ways are those? By simply being. That's Neptune. That's that energy that I was talking about with the NFL at the beginning of the week and everything that went on. They didn't have to fight. They just took a knee. They just, they just, they just bead. <laughs> they just bead. Pisces is this energy that's really meditative, you know, imagine, our imagination flourishes in the Pisces moon. That's why it's a good time to just let your mind flow and be. If you can take off any of those that Monday or Tuesday leading up to the full moon, just take some downtime. Pisces is about resting and relaxing. Um, sleep is here. Dreams are here in this Pisces energy. Um, spirituality is thick here, okay? Our subconscious mind is here. We're going to be picking up all kind of messages. You're probably going to be dreaming your butt off <laughs> um, Monday and Tuesday of next week, Wednesday. Symbols, the subconscious takes in messages through symbols, colors, shapes, sounds, music is here, okay? Creative energy is here. All right, this is also the energy of forgiveness. Before this full moon comes with all this intense energy, it'll be a perfect time earlier in the week next week to go on and let some stuff go. Pisces is the last sign before you start all over. You don't want to bring into the new energy some old stuff. So it's the energy of Pisces is about surrender and release and ending and letting go, and forgiving, accepting, appreciating. It's about inner peace, okay? Um, it also governs really mundane things like movies and films and theater and dance and photography and art, okay? So all those are positive things and high vibrational ways to engage this energy, it's also a water sign, so anything water-related, like taking a soaking in a tub uh, under this energy, any of the days that the moon is in Pisces will be powerful. You'll probably get a lot of spirit messages through that um, type of activity. Going to the water, going to the lake, going to the river, you might get some messages there. Unexpected. It may be totally unconscious, and you just end up there. Meet, look, the prevailing energy is the page of cups. You might have a creative beginning or experience a little love blossoming there. But the pool idea was for our journey to the full moon. I'll do another one 
next Wednesday for the full moon. So that's going to last for two weeks. All right. Um, some people who were born with their moon in Pisces, Michelle Obama, Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King, Kanye West, Prince, Sierra, and Usher. Um, Tuesday, October 3rd, we've got Venus trining Pluto, just like we have Mars trying Pluto at the very beginning of the week. Tuesday, October 3rd at 2.09 p.m. Central, Venus is going to do it, okay? They're running neck and neck, so pretty much whatever Mars is doing, Venus is doing right now. And with Venus trining Pluto, it's the, it's the intensity and it's the passion, but Venus brings the ease. Venus brings the satisfaction. Venus brings the uh, enjoyment, okay? And Venus brings in, like I mentioned before, the element of relationship. So our relationships can easily and effortlessly benefit from this intense, our relationships can be transformed next week and at this full moon. That's why I'm saying if you're on the right side of the energy, it, 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 it's not bad at all. It's actually great. Pluto is about deep sharing. Maybe in some releasing and letting go and forgiving you're doing under the Pisces moon energy, it opens you up to these higher vibrations that you wouldn't have access to if you was holding on. Don't hold on in a Pisces moon, and it's about letting go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this could be, uh, if you're single, this could be, be the perfect energy to just have some intense interactions. There's these cards talking about love blossoming and creative beginnings. Do yourself up. Do yourself up. Look the best you can look from now leading up to next week's full moon, if you're single especially, because the, the, the stars are lined up right, baby. The stars are lined up real right for some intense interactions, for some strong uh, attraction and pull. Now, if you're on the wrong side of this energy, you can see it play out, that, that low-vibe Pluto kicking in. The manipulation I was talking about, the coercion. Somebody may think that they got to trick you to get you, <laughs> or or they could get. Uh, Pluto can be a really extreme. Pluto governs all things extreme, so there could be some like obsession, like a stalking energy, you know, kind of thing going on. But that's where it pays. See, Pluto governs this uh, Scorpio. That's, that's a water energy, and it's about intuition. The moon's already going to be in Pisces, another water energy where it's about intuition. Real strong, it's about tapping into your feelings. That's going to be your protection. That's going to be your saving grace. A lot of people don't want to feel, so they don't have that protection built in. They're scared of their feelings. They don't want to feel nothing. They stay high. They stay numbed out. They don't want to feel a damn thing. And so they don't have that protection that feelings can give you, having access to your feelings can give you. Follow that gut. If you meet somebody and it don't feel right, fuck them. <laughs> that, like that. That part, you know. But trust that gut because this energy is not a playing around with you energy. It's real intense. It's either going to be intensely good and beneficial or it's going to be intensely not. <laughs> it's really not going to be no in-between. 
you know. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Venus chime Pluto, um, like some celebrities have, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Donna Summer, Michael Jordan, Shamar Moore, and Venus Williams, people that are born with Venus chime Pluto like them, you know, these people, they are passionate people. Look at Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Venus Williams. you got to be passionate um, to have the type of success that they've had. And, and, that, and, and, and Venus being the lesser benefic, yeah, it, it, Venus is talking about values and money, you know. So um, that's why it profits you to focus your energy on something productive. And constructive. You know, that's why I, I was telling y'all minutes ago, leading up to next week, and I'm going to hit you to the game according to your sign to help you direct your focus, at least in the um, direction that the, the cosmos are already in for you. And then you can get more bang for your buck instead of, you know, aiming in the dark, looking like, well, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what's next, and I don't know what to focus on. But see, that's why this Pluto energy is so powerful. It's tapping into your feelings and your gut and your intuition because you do know. You do know. That's why the Two of Cups is the present card because you do have access to a connection to your higher self. You do have access to a connection to spirit. You do have access to a connection to your intuition. Um, the Two of Cups is also about strength and support. And you have access to that within yourself. Wednesday, October the 4th, 2.19 a.m. Central, the moon square Saturn for 13 hours and 21 minutes. Good thing the moon is already going to be in Pisces when it goes void because void moons are pretty much an, an, an extension of that Pisces energy. That's why you don't start anything in a void moon. You don't start anything in a Pisces moon unless it's related to Piscean things like spirituality or sleep or meditation or imagination, visualization, okay, forgiveness. All those are a green light or a go under a Pisces moon, but typically not starting anything else because it's the sign of ending. Uh, while the moon is void for 13 hours and 21 minutes, uh, it doesn't enter Aries until 3.40 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon, okay, Central. The moon does enter Aries. It's a go. Mars ain't waiting around no way. So it's a go. You don't have to wait till the full moon. The full moon's not going to be until Thursday, the next afternoon at 1.40 p.m. Central. And trust me, Mars ain't going to be waiting. So that's why I feel very comfortable telling y'all to go. <laughs> and even as early as Wednesday, 3.40 p.m. Central. And when I say go, I mean, you know, full moon rituals, whatever you tend to do at full moon, um, you know, go. Whatever you're wanting to. Uh, what the full moon being exact on Thursday afternoon at 1.40, why that would be significant is because after that point, the moon will officially be waning. So it will no longer be about seeds of intention that you're planting, planting seeds of action that you're planting and taking. At that point, it will be about 
the full moon energy of releasing while that moon is waning and appearing smaller and smaller and smaller until it goes back to new. Um, and, and that's supporting anything that you want to release, anything that you want to shed, whatever is shown to you. That's what full moons are perfect for. Because under the light of the full moon, you get to see clearly. You get to see finally. You get to see the culmination, the harvest of all the hard, heart, smart work that you've put in, especially under this Virgo sun uh, or the Virgo lunar phase that we're under, the Virgo new moon that we're under. And then even since tonight's um, moon in Capricorn, the hard work is going to pay off by next Thursday afternoon, some kind of way. And if you haven't been working hard, hard, or smart, you're going to find out what time it is. You're going to find out what that full moon do when you vibe in low and not handling your business, not parenting yourself, not being standing up and being this king of wands, the leader and the boss and the director of your own life, inspiring your own self, not waiting around for some inspiration. Well, I'll be inspired when I hit the lotto. Well, I'll be inspired when I get a man. No. That's why the King of Wands is about believing in yourself. The King of Wands is about taking your energy to, to keep yourself healthy and fit. The King of Wands is about being fulfilled in and of yourself. The King of Wands is about goal setting. So under the Aries moon energy, as of Wednesday, October the 4th afternoon, it's, it's go time. It, under an Aries moon energy, it, it, you... When I talk about Aries, I always talk about being ripped to go, being ripped to go on the front line, ready to fight, ready to win, whatever it takes. It's fearless. Aries is fearless. It's about facing your fears. It's about being ready to do whatever is being called for at that time. What if what is being called for, especially under all this intense energy, especially along with the energy of the sun being in Libra that's calling for balance and coming to the middle and harmonizing, what is the courageous thing for you to do? Especially you got to keep, keep this Venus-Mars mix in mind. It's not going to be all about charging through like a, a, a horned ram head first, knocking stuff over. Venus won't have it because Venus want to share that too. You can't just kick Venus out of the Mars-Venus conjunction. So what if the courageous thing that you're being called to do leading up to this full moon is to bring a little creativity, a little love energy, a little comfort, warm energy that the Page of Cups suggests, a little contentment that the Two of Cups suggests? Okay? Um... Don't what what you don't want to do under this Aries energy is like bottle stuff up. You want to get it out, but you want to get it out in a healthy King of Wands, productive way. You don't want to get it out by fighting, but you do need to let the energy out. If you don't know what to do, and if these horoscopes don't help you, do yourself a favor. Go for a walk. Go for a jog, go to the gym, ride a bike, get it out. Mars energy will not be satisfied sitting down thinking. It needs you and requires you to take action. 
don't make it something long. It, or Aries and Mars energy is quick. Make it something you can get in and out. Go to the gym for 30 minutes to an hour, get in and out. Don't set yourself up for an all-night project. That ain't Aries. That ain't Mars. Not typically. If you need to get something out as it relates to having a discussion with somebody, do it. With, throw some Venus on it. I had y'all know stuff be happening to me early, so I had that opportunity today. I needed to tell somebody. So Mars is real direct. It's real quick. It's short to the point. But I, 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 I spirit led me to go on and throw some Venus on it because I needed to be a bit aware and sensitive to what this person is going through. My message was, is I'm a Sag. <laughs> I'm a Sag, baby. So I shoot it straight. I point that arrow. I get it done. But even I need to be sensitive of the need to balance. Yes, I need to look at that Libra scale. Yes, I need to say what I need to say. But no, I don't need to break your spirit in the process. Certainly, there's a way to add a little ease, add a little comfort, add a little sugar. Venus governs sweet, add a little sugar so it can help the medicine go down. Because otherwise, folks going to spit it out. Oh, what's that? Or, or purge it out, throw it, throw it up out. That in mind, that's what this balancing thing we're being called to do is about. Mars is Aries is a warrior, but everything don't take a fight. And Venus conjunct Mars right now, right before the the full moon, is here to remind us of that. We don't have to fight our way to a win every time. And maybe the fight that we're being called to fight is a love fight. It's a heart fight. And that's a different kind of fight than a nice fight. Whatever part of you, the, the margin part of you that wants to initiate something, Mars, Aries, it does go, it's the first sign. So we're going to feel an impetus and, a, and potentially an impatience to get something out, to get something done, to take care of some business. Fine. Just take Venus with you. Take a little beauty with you. Say it with a smile on your face. Say it with some Venus on your throat where it just sounds real lovely. Say it with some softness in your voice. Venus rules Taurus. Taurus governs the throat. Say it real, you know, bring, uh, bring, Venus governs all things that uh, talk about comfort, even food. Bring, them a, bring somebody a plate before you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Please do yourself a favor. It's not being fake. If you're into, Pluto is about our motivations and our intentions. So if your intention is, once again, with Pluto, the benefit for the benefit of all parties involved, it's not a manipulative tactic to throw some Venus on it, throw some sugar on it, bring a plate with you when you come. That's not manipulative. That's just balance. That's just balance. If I need, if we're still under all this Virgo new moon energy. If I need to crit, if I need to give you some constructive criticism, because that's a real Virgo thing to do. 
if I need to give you some constructive criticism in a lot of business arenas, they'll say, well, sandwich it with, you know, so say something complimentary that you do like. That's not a lie or manipulative. Say something that you genuinely do like first. Then say what you need to say with some Venus on it, you know, or even direct. If you do have to put that Mars on it, put Venus on both ends. Put Make Venus the bookend. So when you come and when you go, it's pleasant. But, yeah, we have to handle some business there in between. It's a way. It's a way to balance it. Um, some people born with moon in Aries, Rihanna Whitney Houston, Tyra Banks, Tupac, Janet Jackson, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, T.I., LeBron James, Malcolm X, Sade, Amber Rose, Stevie Wonder, and Chris Rock. Now, Venus conjunct, Marga, uh, Venus conjunct Mars right after this, Thursday, October the 5th, 11.53 a.m. Central. We got 13 minutes left, y'all. After I give y'all just a little, a couple of more details about this Venus conjunct Mars, I'm going to jump right into the um, horoscopes because for all intents and purposes, I have been describing the full moon to AT, which has taken me most of the show to do it because I, I don't want y'all to miss anything. Now, when I tell y'all Venus conjunct Mars in the natal chart of people like uh, Wendy Williams, I mentioned that, uh, Herbie Hancock and Wendy Williams, Abbott in Gemini, astrologer Rick Levine in Aries, Barry White in Libra, Buster Rhymes in Cancer, Amber Rose and Bruno Mars in Virgo, Bruce Lee and Richard Pryor in Scorpio, and Shaka Khan and Kanye West and Taurus. Um, Adolf Hitler also has Venus conjunct Mars and Taurus in his chart, just like Kanye West and Shaka Khan. I'm mentioning that because I want y'all to see that when Venus and Mars hook up, it's not always balanced, Adolf Hitler, because we're talking about passionate energy. Everybody's not directing it in productive and constructive way. Some are directing it in a destructive way. Our social relationships are going to be impassioned, possibly demanding or extreme. If somebody's imbalanced and more heavy on the Mars than the Venus, we're going to feel compelled to express our energy in some way. Erotic impulses of desire and sexuality and love being highly a highly charged focus of our attention. We all going to be on some wanting to get it out-ish. And Mars can make Venusian romantic impulses more pressing and forceful. That's why the relationship you already have with these um, energies are going to be critical. That's why I'm admonishing you to get them balanced within you first before you start worrying about somebody else. This energy is one where we are likely going to be driven, very impassioned and driven by an intense need to be sexually satisfied, okay? I want you to watch out for who you're around, 
Okay, if 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 it, if you if you're around somebody and you're feeling the balance that they're balancing this masculine and feminine energy, this aggressive and this easygoing energy, cool. But people can be very direct under this energy, okay? Um, and all those people that I mentioned, born with it in their natal chart, they they're intense. Come on, Kanye. That's why he hooked up with Amber Rose. They were both intense with it, passionate. Sex drive on 10, on 100, and sometimes that high sex drive and need for intimate relationships can cause a little friction. It can be too much. These people tend to tend towards affairs, you know, because they, they, they can't get enough. They don't have a productive, constructive outlet for their energy. They're all over the place, no focus, no direction, no commitment, no priorities. That's what I'm talking about with the ten of wands. That's a whole lot of energy if you don't have your priorities straight, if you're not being responsible. Um, Let me skip on down to these horoscopes, y'all, because I I at least want to let y'all know what's going on. Know that whatever the energy of the um, lunation, I start with that sign. So since it's a full moon in Aries, I'm starting with Aries. Aries, um, y'all are having this full moon in the house of you, Aries. So so it's going to be very karmic time for you. You're reaping what you've sown. The seeds that you've planted, they're coming up for harvest. You didn't have to consciously plant the seed. You could have unconsciously planted it, and you're still going to get that harvest. So good or bad, that's what's coming. You've worked hard. You've made uh, uh, smart heart decisions. You've been, you know, putting in that immense effort, one final push into a positive, constructive direction. You're going to be rewarded. You're going to be rewarded. If you haven't, you're going, to, you're going to be met face head on with the result of what you chose to focus on. <laughs> and likely you'll be encouraged, strongly encouraged under this energy to change your course, to correct your course, to make a higher decision. Um, this full moon is likely going to be really intense for you since it's in your sign. So choose highly, choose wisely, especially leading up to that point. Do your work. Quarter moon in Capricorn, that's already an energy squaring you. If you're Aries, sun, moon, and rising, do your work. The card I pulled for you is the Five of Swords, which uh, is the Venus and Aquarius card, and it's it's definitely the primary thing about this card is change. So if you get the results you wanted at the full moon, then the change for you is going to be to keep up what you've been doing as far as changing with the change. You're you're likely going to be met with an opportunity to change, and I'm here to tell you change. 
I'm here to tell you to seek out and confront your fears. Don't wait for change to happen. That's what I was talking about when I was saying that my relationship with Uranus and surprise energy has changed over the years because I'm not sitting around waiting for change anymore. I'm engaging with this energy. That's where you turn corners. Change is where you step outside of the box. Where you think outside of the box, you get outside of your comfort zone. You beat change because you are initiating change. All right? Seek out and confront those fears, Aries. Overcome any personal challenge. Overcome any disappointment. You can do it. Um, Cancer. Cancer, for you, the full moon is occurring in your 10th house. So similar thing with this reaping and sowing because the 10th house is ruled by Saturn. It's very karmic, and that's what it kind of suggests is that if you work hard, you're going to get what you want. 10th house is about goals. If you've been going after, you know, the things you're supposed to go after, the direction your life is uh, naturally headed in energetically, and you're passionate about it, you're going to get success. 10th house governed by Saturn you're going to get the rewards. You're go, it's good. That's what the full moon is going to be about for you. Your harvest is going to come in, and you're going to be like, hell, yeah, I did that shit. You're going to hit a high point. And if not, you're going to be also uh, offered an opportunity to change. No small wonder the card for you that came up is the full card, which is a, another Aquarius energy. Aries got Venus in Aquarius. You just got straight Aquarius. So you, you likely will be given um, cancer is... Um, Square to air, this Aries full moon energy, which is already when I, we've been talking about the quarter moon, that's a square too. Squares are opportunity to shift, make adjustments, make changes. So tap in Cancer to your desire, and in so doing, you can tap into the effort required to get to reach your desires. Whatever your convictions are, that do that. Let that be your guide. Libra, um, for you, you, the full moon is happening in your seventh house since Libra stands opposite Aries. So it's all about relationships. It's all about the other in your life, even your, uh, the other parts of you, your higher self, your lower self, your shadow self. And so this could be a time at the full moon of settling something within yourself or with somebody else. Um, the relationships in your life can get either more intense or one could come to a culmination point, an end point, where, like I said, after the full moon, when the moon is waning, you're releasing the energy of being in a relationship with somebody. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be a partnership of any kind. And so there's this energy you have access to that's really harmonizing, okay, with the seventh house being ruled by Libra. It can be really balanced. You have an opportunity to balance these Venus-Mars energies and the relationships in your life and your rela- the relationship with yourself. But don't watch out for being indecisive and straddling the fence. That's not the same thing as balancing. Now, the card you got is the Six of Wands, which is the Jupiter and Leo card. So that is no small wonder that you got a full moon in the seventh house of others because this six of wands is about sharing, sharing success. Jupiter and Leo, that's a whole bunch of abundance as it relates to the heart. So share that with others. Don't, it's not about you at the full moon. It is, but it's about you as it relates to other people, okay? You, if you get some recognition, if you get some vindication, 
temper that, balance that out, share that. If you get some success, share that. Capricorn, for you, um, you're having a full moon in the fourth house of your core, your emotions, you know, your your home, family. And so um, it could be some intense things going on around there. Something could come to a culmination. It could be really mundane and physical, like wrapping up a, pro- a home project or um, home repairs being wrapped up. Or, or them intensifying, you know, and that where these things play out in each of your signs and lives, you know, that's a message. That's a message. And so this is where the focus and the attention needs to go. I'm giving you a heads up in advance and ahead of time so you can beat it to the punch and be ready already. That's what this full moon in Aries is about, governed by Mars. Mars ain't sitting around waiting. It's ready to go. So Capricorn, um, you know, it's also, fourth house is also about your internal emotional foundation. So, you know what I mean? Working that out and already developing and continuing to nurture. There's a a nurturing element to the fourth house, um, your own emotions and where you support and encourage and are there for yourself, even if ain't nobody else there for you. That's coming to a head. You got the Nine of Wands card, which is the Moon in Sagittarius, which is about determination, um, decisive action, and dealing with something once and for all on the home front and within yourself, where you're at home within yourself. Oh, I got 90 seconds left, you guys. Leo, you're having a new moon in the ninth house, so by all means, expand, um, uh, tap into what you believe, and stay optimistic. You've also got the expand optimistic and and believe card, the Sagittarius card, the page of wands. So you know that's the message. Um, Sagittarius, you got the the queen of wands. That's um, an Aries and a Leo and a Sagittarius energy with the queen of wands, and you're having a full moon in the fifth Leo house. So connect, stay connected to your heart, Sagittarius. Love, enjoy yourself, and share that. Whatever visions that you see, you're going to be full of fire. Utilize all that to make any necessary uh, changes that you need to make. Scorpio, sixth house, put in that work. Focus on your health and your daily routine. And the four of cups is that stability for you to do it. It's the moon and cancer cards you can go within to get things done. It's, you know, you may have to withdraw right now. Um, Pisces. I got 10 seconds left. Pisces, second house of your personal finances. Aquarius, third house of communications and and movement and ideas and planning. Gemini, 11th house of friendships and groups, although you kind of need to keep to yourself a little bit. So, you know, monitor that. Taurus, the 12th house of spirituality. And Virgo, the 8th house of intense emotions, okay? If you have anything, get with me. Click on the link below. Um, in the description box. And I love y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. I wish I had more time, but I will be back next Wednesday for more. Talk to you then. Peace.